Good afternoon, the new 96.1 and AM 590K Tahoe. It's time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Good afternoon, Jen. Yeah, it is actually afternoon now. It is because, because of the be time change. While. I know. I have uh, mixed feelings about the time change this early in spring. I was just excited about having some natural light in the morning when I wake up to go to the gym, which it's now been, now it's dark again. Yes, it is dark again. But that's okay. That's all right. We're going to have beautiful afternoons. Time for start barbecuing. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Beautiful afternoons in the 60s. Yeah. So um, so today we're talking about overcoming stress. And, you know, it's always interesting, the week of the time change, you see people's stress kind of leak out a little <laughs> bit more because they're tired. Tired. Right? We, we spring forward, which really means we get robbed of an hour of sleep. They make it sound all good. They do. And I'm always like, ooh, spring forward. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Not good for morning exercisers. But... But you'll start to see people's stress eke out because of the way that um, the way that our exhaustion leads into that. We just have less self-regulation and it's just a little bit harder. So, you know, give your spouses, your colleagues, your employees, and your children a break this week and yourself uh, if you're not at your tip top. Give it about a week. <laughs> you'll probably be great. Next Monday, we'll be talking about something uh-huh. else and you'll be feeling awesome. So I like your optimism. Yeah. Well, hope is hope is good. You know, people with hope can withstand twice as much pain for twice as long than those who can't than those who don't have hope oh well that's good to know yeah that was a study by lopez so um talking about this overcoming stress you know the mantra since the recession started in 2008 has been do more with less and it's really driven individuals and organizations to get leaner and more organized however it's also driven us to try and cram more into the same 24 hours a day Right, this whole idea we can do more with less. We can just, you know, cut staffing or cut management layers or, you know, we've only got we've got to work all day, so we're gonna, you know, do the baseball meeting at the same time as I'm taking a phone call from a client, you know, or the I'll, I'll go watch my kids game while I'm you know, while I'm finishing an email and it's just like we we never seem to be present anywhere anymore. We're all, we always seem to be multitasking. Um, which by the way, research shows only two percent of the people in the world can actually multitask effectively. The other ninety eight percent of us, um we cannot. We can uh we can really you're able to do two things at once, but you can't focus on two things at once. So one of the things you're doing, like if you're driving home, you know the route, you don't have to pay attention to get home. You know, you know where to drive, you know where to turn, your body just knows it. So you're not having to use your higher level of thinking to do that. So you can be listening to a book on tape or talking to someone on the phone, hopefully without, with a headset, not holding (laughs) the phone. Anyhow, so we're trying to do more with less. And then you add to that the digital age where we're now processing four times more information every day than we did 20 years ago. So you think about like processing information for Monday through Thursday, all by 5 p.m. tonight. You know, which is actually we're already past 5 p.m. So you've already processed today four times more information than you did 20 years ago, which is wild because I was working 20 years ago and I was processing a lot of information. So to think about absolute like four times more than that just is crazy. And then we're living in this attention economy. And the nowadays technology engineers are actually bonused and paid on how long they can keep people's attention on apps video games and even things like netflix so if you ever watch um like a series on netflix where the time um where as soon as your series ends it says your next episode starts in 10 seconds it's like not even time to go to the bathroom you know, you can't even get up to like refill your water, or your tea or anything. It's like, it's starting in 10, 9, 8. You know, it's like, oh, do I want to watch it? So we, 
we're trying to do more with less and we're creating a lot of stress in our lives. You know, it's funny. I went, I was in a restaurant in Reno this past weekend and they actually had a sign as you walked in that they had cut staffing. They're announcing this as you walk through the door. It was a cute wow. little sign. And, you know, with economic economy being what it is and blah, blah, blah. So if things take a little longer, we apologize. And wow. Just put it out there. Might as well. I mean. <laughs> oh, that was, you know, I don't know that I noticed anything taking that much longer. But um, it was kind of strange to me that somebody would just announce that. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I guess they're looking for empathy or compassion. Like, hey, we've had to do this to stay open or what have you. So please hang Which with us. interesting because we had to wait for a table. The place was full huh. in the middle of the day. So how bad are you really doing? But Yeah, um, well, cost of food's been up too. So Isn't that the truth? Right. So when we were trying to opt out of things, like, so, it, you know, let's say that we try and be intentional and say, I'm just not going to do that much. Like, I'm going to not go to two things at once or I'm going to say no to that commitment. Then we experience FOMO, which we've talked about on the show before, the fear of missing out. Um, Or if we do go, we experience guilt for not being somewhere else or not taking better care of ourselves or we, we aren't present. Right. So we talked about, you know, the the mom that goes to the baseball game and then checks her email the entire time or the dad that, um, you know, goes to the school concert and is has to step out and take a phone call or something like that. I mean, we're just constantly um, distracted and multitasking and it's just calling a lot of stress. So. So the result of stress, um, there is a pretty impactful result of stress on the body and the brain. And so when we have stress, stress arouses the sympathetic nervous system, which I like to joke is not sympathetic to our bodies at all. (laughs) But what happens is that there's um, two kinds of hormones activated. There's epinephrine and neoepinephrine, and then there's uh, um, corticosteroids. So, um, you know, we talk about the stress hormone, Mm -hmm. cortisol. And when you've got this epinephrine and then... uh, Noephrinephrine, norepinephrine, what happens is your blood pressure increases, your large muscles prepare to fight or run, your brain shuts down non essential neural circuits, right? And so we get into that fight or flight mode. And then the cortisol, it leads to reduction in healthy immune system, it inhibits the creation of new neurons, and it overstimulates older neurons, leading to shrinkage of the neurons. So the results then of these two things um, being triggered by stress is that our brain loses cap- the capability to learn. So you think about that. If you're in an industry where you need to be paying attention to insights or staying up with current times or reading articles or kind of staying ahead of the curve so that you can maintain your competitive advantage and you're super stressed about it, your brain has lost the capability to learn in that moment. So you're not able to do that. We also feel anxious and nervous and sometimes even depressed. So that doesn't go over well when you're trying to sell something, if you're all anxious and nervous, (laughs) feeling depressed, nor if you're trying to motivate staff to follow you, right? So um, it also helps, um, makes us perceive things people say or do as threatening and negative. So if you've ever been oversensitive or you feel like, oh, that was directed towards me or that was so negative, you know, why would they say that to me? It might be because you're stressed and you've got these uh, hormones running through your body. It makes us less open, flexible, and creative. And what is every company asking for these days? Be more creative. Be innovative. Come up with creative solutions to these problems. Um, And then all of that makes more stress. Right? And so we arouse more stress. So it's kind of this vicious cycle, right? It's a very vicious cycle. So, um, So the opposite of stress is 
the parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system is what tells our brain it's okay to, everything's okay. Right? We're, we're safe. Everything's okay. You can relax. You can go back to your state of, of creativity and openness. And um, one thing that can arouse the parasympathetic nervous system is compassion for others. The other things that can get your parasympathetic nervous system going is taking three deep breaths, right? Calming down. Meditation can help. Mindfulness. Um, taking good care of your body overall, kind of the foundational pieces. Um, we always talk about that. Sleep, exercise, eating well, drinking plenty of water. Those are the basics. Jen's heard me say it a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> Without it, we get cranky. This is very true. So, um, so, but what happens when your parasympathetic nervous system is, um, is activated is that your neural circuits are activated and your limbic system to the less to the left of your free prefrontal cortex is activated which hits on oxytocin and uh, vasopressin which are hormones that are activated um, you've also got an increase in secretion of immunoglobin a so um, the results of all of these things that happen is that there's a systolic and diastolic blood pressure decrease so you actually lower your blood pressure when your parasympathetic nervous system is aroused. Your peripheral vision expands. So your vision, you can actually see more of what's happening in the world, right? So when we're stressed, we miss things Crazy. because we narrow our focus. But when we're in this um, more relaxed stage, we, we can see more, we can take more in. Talk about doing more with less. <laughs> when you can see less, it's much harder to do more with less than when you can see more. And then um, it helps us to feel hopeful, optimistic, and peaceful or excited. And then it helps us to look forward to the future. So when you think about what we need um, in terms of parenting, what we need in terms of working in organizations, being able to see towards the future and kind of think about, okay, what do I need to be paying attention to? What do I need to be planning for versus getting you know, kind of whacked with it without knowing or blindsided by something because you're in this narrow focus state of being stressed all the time is important. So, so totally different things, right. That are happening in the body with these two different, um, these two different states, stress or relaxation. So how can we get more of the parasympathetic nervous system to engage? Right. So we talked about, um, this idea of taking some deep breaths, being compassionate to other people. Um, another thing we can do is invest ourselves across the five domains of well-being. And we've talked about that before on the show. Um, it's a theory called PERMA, which PERMA is an acronym for the five different um, domains of well-being. And it was created by uh, Martin Seligman, Dr. Martin Seligman, out of the University of Pennsylvania. To learn more about this, you can read his book, Flourish. Um, there's a big, long book on all the science that went into creating it. But it's a, um, the theory is actually a combination of 25 different scientists' work, bodies of work. Um, but basically, it's instead of being happy, because happy is not well-being, Happiness is one positive emotion that's fleeting. Um, it's a combination of investing yourself wisely across um, positive emotion, engagement within, which is really tapping into that flow of um, that flow state where the ego falls away. You lose track of time. When you get going on something, you're kind of in the zone at work. That's that flow state where you can actually pump out more productivity with less effort. Which that's is nice. really great, right? Love it's so that. great. That they've happens. they've actually proved that by wiring up pianists uh brains while they've played different pieces of music and it's been um it's been shown that they can do a lot more with a lot less effort 
Then there's relationships with others, which is about finding, you know, showing up to work with some meaning, having friends at work, um, meaning and purpose, which is about being something bigger than yourself, and then um, achievements, meaningful achievements, and so being able to work towards something. And if you um, if you're more interested in this, on Friday I'm actually doing a class at the college called Finding Energy and Time, where we're going to be diving into all these theories pretty deeply. But um, but something that you can join in on. But the result is that uh, if you're able to invest yourself wisely across these domains, then you'll experience well-being more often. Mm-hmm. And when you're experiencing well-being more often, you'll actually be able to decrease those stress hormones that are fired and increase your parasympathetic nervous system um, time where you're resting in that. And you're going to be able to increase your own personal resilience. So and resilience is this idea of being able to bend without breaking. And so when things go wrong or things, and and they do, right? They things do. don't always go the way we planned. Then what happens is that um, we're able to bounce back more quickly. And in a time of our lives where we are absolutely encouraged to not experience any downtime whatsoever, resiliency is a competitive advantage. And so, um, so it'll help you stay healthier. But the other thing is organizations should be concerned about this because if we're leading from a place of fear and we're leading from a place of stress and we're, um, inciting all the stress in people, we're literally raising people's blood pressure. We're, you know, stopping their ability to learn Mm -hmm. and, um, potentially doing some real damage to the health system and as individuals it's important to know because it's not okay to just say oh i'm just really stressed and blame it on your workplace you have to take some responsibility as well and so um so simple ways to do that take 10 minutes a day to think about what is it that i'm really focused on what really matters today um Take five minutes for yourself to do a meditation. There's great ones you can download. I think Deepak and Oprah are doing another free 21-day meditation. They actually sell, like, you can buy theirs to download. But if you want, like, a couple times a year, they'll do a free one for 21 days. And you can sign up and get that. And they're really nice, Um, especially if you're not good about meditating all by yourself. (laughs) Like, you need some kind of music or somebody to guide you or tell you when it's time to start and stop. Um, Those are really good. And then you can also just do, um, you know, Google mindfulness exercises on the web and you'll find tons of stuff that you can listen to, but, um, but all ways to reduce stress. And oftentimes it's just our thoughts about what we should be doing and what we have to be doing that are causing that stress too. So take a look at like, do I really have control over this issue or not? Exactly. Like how many times do we end up trying to do things we don't have control over? Yep. Yeah, we do. So I mean, not my circus, not my monkeys. Right, not my circus, not my monkeys. I love that. So, um, so go for well-being. Some deep breaths, some mindfulness practice, and wisely invest yourself across the five domains of well-being. Again, if you want to read more about that, you can look at Doctor Martin Seligman's book Flourish, and um, learn all about that in there. And those are our tips for today. Don't stress. Yeah, don't stress. Take a deep breath. And if you are stressed, just three deep breaths can start to activate that parasympathetic nervous system. Yes. So very so good. there you go. I remember that one. So, I forget to breathe. Not well, I breathe, but I forget to do the deep breaths. Yeah. And they totally help for they help a lot of things. Yeah, we do. We get into that shallow breathing which tells our body like, you know, you're not relaxed, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be on the stress side, not on the on the relaxed side. So 
next week we'll be talking about uh, how to say things to get people to listen. So, oh, parents, um, make sure you turn tune in on that yeah, one. tune in on that one. Especially if you so, have teenagers. Yes, yes, indeed, it's really good for teenagers actually. So, uh, yeah, and for uh, if you're leaders, so and for spouses, yes, very good. All Can't right, wait. thanks, Jen. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to Alexis Robin here on K Tahoe with the Bright Side.